As we see here at the beginning of 2023, if you see a high quality video these days, there's probably going to be a drone involved. But if we rewind like 10 or so years, those are, those are pretty rare. I remember being in eighth grade and seeing a guy and his friend probably pre-puberty running around with a drone and I didn't even know what it was and I just knew them forever as the drone guys. Ten years later, I've become friends with them. They are entrepreneurs and they have a business that is absolutely crushing it, crushing it, Resolute Business Ventures. I will waste no more time. Connor King, Banks Nash, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having us. Hey, thanks for being here. I'm so glad to have you all here. I mean, I just, I think from the beginning, I want to know the drone thing. I mean, y'all are the drone guys. How did that even start? It really just started as a hobby, you know, buzzing remote control helicopters and planes around. And naturally it led to, you know, putting cameras on them because that made it a lot cooler and more fun. And then slowly it just compounded into, hey, people will pay us to get aerial footage or photos. And so that was kind of a foundational piece to everything that we have going up until this point. Yeah, this definitely. Yeah, Connor, uh, I think we became friends when I saw he, he was flying drones. I wasn't into them. I actually was uh, a huge golfer when I was little. And uh, I junior high had saved up $1,000 to buy new golf clubs. I was so pumped about it. Then Connor and I started hanging out. I started flying drones with him. And... The course of my life really changed. He actually convinced me to take that thousand dollars, buy a camera with it, instead of buying golf clubs. <laughs> Some people might have disagreed, but changed changed course in my life and uh, bought a camera instead of golf clubs. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. Connor's already just thinking in a business mindset in eighth grade. So this is going to show my lack of knowledge about drones and cameras and everything. Were you attaching cameras to a drone before they even made drones, like with cameras on them? Because like, I feel like now, can't you just buy a drone with a camera on it? You can, yes. Yes, back in the early day, there was no such, you know, small aircraft that had a camera on it that a consumer could buy. But there were, you know, foam remote control planes and aircraft, and I would just take a GoPro camera and tape it to it. And, uh, you know, sometimes it would fall off at the ground. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, there's obviously no way to see what it was capturing like you can these days. And so it, it was quite uh, jerry-rigged in the beginning. Wow. Um, that's really cool. So when did the first, I mean, when did you buy your first drone? That's the drones we know of today. I mean, that had to just blow your mind. I wish you would have been the one to like technically invent that or create that. <laughs> yeah. The first drone that we got was in 2013. Um, and yeah, it was like probably $1,500. And I mean, it, it, it was groundbreaking at the time just because a drone is four propellers instead of a helicopter being one. And so it can hover in the sky very easily and it's much easier to fly. And so it, it was able to carry more weight and, fly better, faster, further. And so it was, it was a game changer when that came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, this is a little bit less specific to drones, but one of the first times I spent the night at Connor's house, this was probably eighth grade. Was, I think is when I knew, uh, like we, we might could have something good going in our friendship. Uh, I've always been more of a morning person, love the mornings, but we were in eighth grade. First time spending the night at Connor's house. We were about to go to bed. He said, uh, Hey, would you want to wake up at sunrise with me and go fly my drone like over the golf course? 
And to me, I was like, love getting up at sunrise. We're going to fly a drone. It just sounded like the coolest thing ever. Whereas I think most people in eighth grade wouldn't have been up for getting up at sunrise, but it was just, it was the best thing ever. We were loving it. That's so cool. That is, that is just good, clean fun that has now turned into like, uh, just a, a business. I mean, in eighth grade, I'm like, Fortnite wasn't a thing yet, but I was, whatever the equivalent was, I was probably doing that or trying to like text some girl on my flip phone. So congrats to y'all. Goodness gracious. Okay. So you convinced Connor, you convinced banks to not buy the golf clubs, buy the camera. Um, banks told me before this call that they did this for fun. And then at some point they started asking people for money. So when did this whole thing turn into a little, little business? It's some small things, fine, drunk, getting paid. But I think our first joint thing would probably be the first wedding that we shot together in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. When we were around 16 years old, we shot a wedding for $50. And that was probably one of the first big paid things that we ever did. And um, yeah, we incorporated drones heavily. Maybe a little too much into that. Yeah. Yeah. Way too heavily. <laughs> the first thing we did when we got to the location was we had walkie talkies, which I don't know why we were just trying to be cool, but Connor went into where the ceremony was going to be into this sanctuary. And I stood outside and we decided it'd be a good idea for him to fly the drone inside the sanctuary before people got there to get some footage in there. And I would warn him when someone was coming, he would land it really quickly. Needless to say, we've never done that again because it looks, it just looked weird. didn't look good. But uh, we, since we had done drones for so long, we were doing everything we could to make the wedding video look cool. (laughs) (laughs) wedding. I mean, my wife is a wedding photographer. If that was the case, then I'm not, my life would look wildly different right now. I mean, y'all probably charge a hundred times that now. Goodness. But, but you got to, you got to get started somewhere. So, I mean, uh, that uh, we're going to have to watch that video after this, but what, I mean, what did that turn into? When did you get, did wedding number two come quickly or did it take a little bit of time? What did that look like? Yeah, it was a, I mean, at the time we knew, Wedding videography was a thing. You can make money in it. It was becoming a lot more popular in 2013. And really ever since then, we didn't know it at the time. But yeah, that was our, our first wedding that we filmed. And and I think our company's filmed probably 170 weddings up until this point. And that has been a, a, just a total game changer financially for our company because you typically know a year out, you have a baseline of revenue booked. And over the years, it's gotten to be substantial to where it can really be a good foundation for us to do a lot more things that we want to. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's it, wedding, Weddings are, are like a safety net for you. I mean, that's where you started. That's what you know super well. And so now you're, you're getting into some other business ventures, which I definitely want to talk about here in a little bit. So love to hear about that. So you guys grew up together, eighth grade, went through high school, probably made a lot of progress throughout high school. I don't know if banks ever ended up buying golf clubs, but like <laughs> you, you graduate college unless there's any stories you want to talk about there throughout high school or sorry, you graduate high school. Where did you, I know you two kind of split paths for a little bit as far as just like not living in the same place. What did, what did that look like? Yeah. The, the path that I went was, um, you know, graduating high school, I was still heavily into video. Um, and for a time I did consider just doing video projects straight out of high school. Um, but I'm very glad that I did not do that. And I would say that the, the, and the the decision I made to not do that was to go to Auburn. Um, and I majored in entrepreneurship and the the few things, 
few things that I would say about my time at Auburn. Um, well, one, uh, my major was entrepreneurship, like I said, and they told me whenever I would have my advising meeting, you know, once a semester, they, they were always shocked that that was my major. Uh, and they would also typically advise, advise me to change my major uh, just because they just kind of thought it was pointless. Um, and the, the main takeaways that I got from Auburn um, were for sure the biggest one is, you know, you, you meet several hundred people and I was, I was very uh, probably on the um, more extreme side of, you know, more sheltered in high school, still hadn't experienced a lot of diverse people and people from different backgrounds. And so you meet a ton of people when you go to college really quick. And some of those people are, you know, my best friends today. Um, and also my, my social interaction, social skills just grew substantially in college than they did in high school. Um, and so that was a huge blessing going to Auburn and having that is, is a good takeaway. And then um, on the, the education side of things, uh, the, the knowledge that I gained from any classes at Auburn all came from three entrepreneurship classes. And my professor just happened to be an amazing guy that was an extremely successful entrepreneur. And he was, he was telling us real world things Like he never had a textbook. He just, he, he had a ton of experience and he just poured all that into us. And so still even to this day, I'll go back and look at notes from those three classes. Um, but other than that, basically all the other classes I took at Auburn, I don't remember a single thing from really. And, and so, you know, the money that it cost you at Auburn grew me as a person, got a ton of new friends. And thankfully because of those like three classes that I took made it extremely worth it. That's awesome, man. I, um, I, I don't remember everything that I learned from college either, but I'm thankful for your entrepreneurship classes <laughs> that you learned a lot there. And I just, what I think is cool is, Sure, maybe your advisor said, hey, maybe at least, you know, pick a concentration or a minor in something or pick a new major. And that's because majoring in entrepreneurship is, is I guess, pretty risky. But the thing is, is you knew, I feel like you've known from a long time, for a long time that this was the route that you wanted to go. I mean, was there ever really a doubt in your mind of, Maybe I should switch, or did you know from day one, like, this, this is what I need to do? Yeah, thankfully, and, and I feel blessed to have always sort of known this, but I really never have had any sort of doubt at all that I'm just going to, you know, change my major, get a normal job, do something, you know, that that is just kind of a common job um, for a big company. And so, yeah, thankfully, it, it just never once entered mm -hmm. my mind all throughout Auburn. I just knew as, as soon as I'm done at college, I'm going to be doing my own thing. And most of college, I didn't even know what that was going to look like. But I knew that whatever it was, it, it was going to be working for myself and not for someone else. And and now, if, if you're watching this, um, you might see it. But if you're listening, you won't. I, I'm looking in the background at Connor Banks's like beautiful office in downtown Birmingham. So <laughs> um, you should send a screenshot of this to your advisor. Kidding, but not really. Um, Banks, what did post high school look like for you? Yeah, yeah. I'll share, leading into that, I'll share one quick thing. And this is kind of something about mine and Connor's partnership. We've been, I think you'll see common threads from our friendship in high school to now our business partnership, where ultimately I feel like 
God has provided so much for us and that we have really different experiences, grew up in different families um, and are different. You know, we have a lot of similarities, but di we're different people. And so um, I think one thing we're super grateful for is just how well we've been able to work together. And I say this around college because I did not I didn't go to college. Um, and I think we've just seen so many benefits to how we've had different experiences and being able to work together in our partnership and bring both of those to the table. Um, so, but for me, ended up not going to college. Um, side note, I probably will, I probably will get a degree someday, but at this point we're just, we're focused on working. Um, but honestly, the initial reasons not going to college were financial reasons. I would have been taking on student loans first semester of freshman year. Um, and so I'm really grateful that, that the Lord kind of, I felt like, you know, show me this, this will end up being a huge burden and not, it won't be worth it. And, you know, the other side of that is we were already making reasonable money. And so, um, even like our senior year of high school, a lot of the time I felt like school was getting in the way of our work and it would just, you know, be ready to get done with school work so we could go jump on projects that we had going on. But, uh, I'm super grateful, but like I was able to jump into full-time work right after high school. Um, and that looked like a few different things that I, I, I worked for a nonprofit doing all their media for a year out in Montana. Um, we got to do a lot of international trips and that was awesome. And then here in Birmingham, I worked for a marketing and branding agency for a year. And so while Connor was in school, we weren't working together that much, still good friends, but I was getting kind of the work experience and he was definitely getting the more formal education experience. Um, but I think we're just, you know, we've been able to see so many benefits to that. Whereas, you know, whenever he graduated from college, I had been working for three or four years, had gotten to see the industry we do business in, yet he had the formal education. And it's been just an incredible pairing to, to come with the, both of those experiences to our business. Man, that, that's a really cool story. And it's cool to see you both partner together. It's like, yeah, you have similarities, you share certain values, but you also have differences and you're adding a lot of value to each other's lives. Um, I One thing I've noticed as I've, looked across different social media platforms and just in listening to people that are very early in their twenties, maybe, and maybe even in high school, it's, it's getting more and more popular to talk about, like, don't go to college. You're going to take on a ton of debt. It's really dumb. And while banks, like you had that mindset, and I think that is extremely wise. Um, I also sometimes like, I don't know. I, I just think it, it probably depends on the person about like what you really want for your life. Like for my, my take from this is, well, yeah, Banks had a business with Connor and he was crushing it and he was extremely driven. While there might be another person that has the opportunity to go to college, chooses not to, and then is just kind of drifting and not figuring out their life. Um, and so I don't, I'm just wondering, like your takeaway, both being on the other side to the person that's either in college and deciding if they go back next semester or deciding if they should go to college at all, or the parent listening, trying to advise their kid. I mean, I know this is, you probably have a lot of thoughts, but what are sort of your thoughts being on the back end of college or not college? Yeah, I think at a base level, if this helps you understand where I would be, we'll save up for our kids to go to college and hopefully be able to provide, you know, pay for the, all their college. Um, and so I would want like, you know, our, you know, whenever we have kids to, to be able to do that, but also, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not for everybody, but it's probably for majority of people. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's something special about me not going. It's just like, you know, what are you passionate about? And the Lord provided for us to be pretty clear on what we wanted to do and give us opportunities to do that. Um, if I hadn't, I think it would have been really dangerous if I hadn't had direction of where, where, what I wanted to do. And if I just kind of gotten a part-time job out of high school. Um, but I think both of us had a, a good bit of clarity of what we wanted to do. And so we were just ready to get started. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, if financially you can 
go to college and it's not going to affect you that much, I would definitely recommend for everyone to. But if if it's going to be a huge financial burden, then I think my, my viewpoint would be totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think, you know, college is where you really grow as a person, but it still doesn't, you know, give you a ton of life experience or just place opportunities in your lap. You still have to go, go out and get those on your own. And, um, and so I think that still, like if, if you can go to college, I think it's wildly beneficial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's both great advice. And if you're listening to this, uh, my take, um, nobody asked me about on the host, so I'm going to share it. What is is your take, Hampton? (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just going to college or not going to college, like that's not going to make you into the person that you want to be. Like ultimately you have to take ownership of your life. So as an 18 year old, I probably wasn't thinking like this and I'm thankful for the Lord has led me. I learned a lot of lessons along the way, but if an 18 year old is planning on going to college and just by going to college, thinking that just showing up is going to give them the job that they want, the friends that they want, the significant other they want, it's not just going to happen. And if you don't go to college, like a lot of these like social media influencers are, are saying not to do like some of these younger people, that's great, but you're not just gonna, you know, be a real estate agent that flips houses, you know, <laughs> like you've got to put in a lot of work. I know TikTok's telling you that, but I just think wherever you go with your life, have some intention behind it. Cause you're never going to drift to your desired destination. Mm-hmm. So that's my take. Yeah. That, Thanks that's, for asking. That's great. That's good. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Where are we now? We, we graduated college a couple of years ago. Um, the three of us, well, we graduated college or we're 22 years old at that age in 2020. So that was an interesting time for all of us there. What has happened since then? I mean, I know you've got the three businesses now. Um, what's, what's going on? Yep. I think maybe I could share a first thing and then mm-hmm. you share any add on. Probably the clearest thing to explain is whenever, whenever we kind of, after Connor graduated or during his senior year, when we kind of rejoined forces and, and really refocused on our business. Um, we just kind of looked at it. We've got photo skills, video skills. What can we do to make money? And we'll do everything. And it's all under one roof. We call it, it was resolute and it's, you know, shoot weddings, do drone stuff, whatever it is, we'll do it to make money. Um, and kind of how, how that's progressed is as we've become more passionate about our business and growing it, we still love creating content. But Connor and I are definitely really passionate about growing a great business. Um, we've realized there's so many different avenues to, to make money in in the photo and video world. And we can market um, market ourselves best when we have different niches. And so I can let Connor share some of that. But over the past year, we've really transitioned from, hey, we're resolute. We'll do anything regarding a camera to make money to now where we've kind of divided up into separate entities with those niches. If you want to share some of that. Yeah. And... 2019 is when me and Banks really decided, like, well, this is what we're doing as soon as we can. You know, once I graduate, Banks started uh, a whole year sooner than I. And ever since then, uh, as you know, at the time, we probably had $10,000 in our business bank account. And we just, you know, decided we're going to go for it and work as hard as we can. And, um, yeah, thankfully, ever since then, the Lord's blessed us. Just, uh, it's just been month after month, like, we're just doing as much as we can, growing as much as we can. And a big thing that we did realize along the way is, yeah, the niches of, you know, what you're doing are extremely important. Uh, 
we, especially me, I, I love to bite off more than I can chew and do a ton of things at the same time. Um, and so we, we, for two, two and a half years, we've been doing a lot of different things in the video world. And about a year ago, we decided we're, we're making each product or service we offer into its own individual business and finding people to, to run them and to, to be the, the main people leading them because we can only do so much at the end of the day. And, um, our, our main passion now is, is just, you know, running a business, leading people, growing it, solving problems. And so now we do that, um, uh, in our various video niche is, um, and we, we've made a, a gajillion mistakes the past two and a half years. A gajillion. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's way too many to count. And thankfully it's, it's led us to a point today where we, we feel confident with our plan moving forward, but it definitely has not come easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what that looks like today is we have three different businesses. Um, one that focuses on real estate, shooting photos and videos of real estate listings for agents. The second one is a wedding film business shoots wedding films. And the third one is more of a general video business that will shoot promo videos, informational videos, kind of the, the catch all for any, any type of content you would need. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I, I love, I love the focus. I think that oftentimes, whether it's in business or in life, we do spread ourselves too thin. And I don't know how much I know this from experience, but I keep hearing that you've got to really like pick some lanes and pick a niche. And it sounds like you all have, have lasered in and done that a little bit more. And I even love the, the multiplication, if you will. It's not just Banks and Connor anymore. I mean, these are two 25-year-olds that have hired people to really run these different entities so that they can continue to grow and just lead them through the you know 10 plus years they have of experience. So I know that you have uh, two people running um, Resolute Wedding Films, correct? Mm -hmm. And it, so maybe tell me a little bit about weddings and what's going on there, but then also... Um, some of the other folks that you've hired and what that looks yeah. like. Yeah, we, we have four team members outside of the two of us right now. And, um, each one is extremely, extremely talented and super driven and work incredibly hard. And thankfully we have like really tried to surround ourselves with people that are super bought into the vision of what we're doing. And it has totally allowed us to um, be a lot more focused in what we want to do. And um, kind of what you were saying about focus and staying in your lanes a second ago, Hampton. For for the past year or so, uh, a quote that's it's been haunting us um, <laughs> is, is by Rory Baden. And it's, when you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. And we've, I mean, that's just completely true. We've seen it confirmed time and time again in all that we're doing. And so we knew that if we wanted we'd have to close down these businesses or we need to find people to run them because we can only do so much at the end of the day. And we, we chose the route of keeping them going, finding people because ultimately we want them to, to be a blessing to others and, you know, to bless these people. And we want to have as big of an impact as we can. Um, and so it has come with a lot of hard work, but we hope that in the end it'll be worth it for all the people that will impact and provide for. And so, yes, for, for us having a team has been, just wildly important without them. I mean, we would be, yeah, we'd be in a very, very different place. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say along with that quote that Connor shared, another one that we come back too often is just, um, 
you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything you want. And so for the past few years, a lot of time, a lot of time we've been trying to do everything we wanted to do. And over this past year, we've transitioned to more of the mindset. We're picking certain things that we want to do that are big and daunting. But if we stay focused on them, then we're just confident that we can make them happen. But we just went from, you know, going out going after everything to just getting really focused. And I think that's what we'd encourage people on getting focused on what you're good at and just uh, really working on that for, for years. Um, and we think that's when the traction, when the traction will come. Um, but if you're just getting distracted, jumping over all, you know, trying all different things, it's going to be really hard to get traction. Business is really tough. We've learned it's really tough. And so it's going to take really good people being really focused to, to make progress. I, I, I'm fired up right now. I mean, these quotes are great. So if you have more, please drop them. But Banks, even what you said of, of just the, he said years. Did you hear him? Years. And I know they're 25, but they've been doing this since they were like 12. So like, I, I mean, and I know they've learned a ton along the way, but I think in life, so many of us, whether it's a business venture, or fitness or some other sort of goals, it's we're, we're looking for these easy buttons and, and we're looking for a hack and we're looking for a way to not have to be disciplined or consistent. And that's just not really the way that it works. And I think that there's probably been days, months and years that you two have struggled. You've gone through valleys, but you've just continued to show up day in and day out. And that's why, like, I know you're going to continue to be successful. So, like, I love the the focus. And we talked a little bit about this before. You're very focused and intentional about how you're running your business and even the why behind it. I mean, I love your vision of to be faithful stewards of our resources and grow and impact others. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. But can you talk to me just about... Um, I don't know if, if I should ask about like the EOS or, or just some of the different ways that you're running your business systems wise. Yeah. Yeah. The, for sure, a huge blessing to us um, getting to where we're at today over the past few years uh, has come through. My father is actually an EOS implementer. Um, and if you don't know what EOS is, it's, it's a way to run your business extremely well and get the most out of it and keep growing each year. And um, so he's helped us implement a lot of those, honestly, completely common sense, basic principles that are just packaged and organized well. Um, it's all extremely simple stuff that really anyone can understand. And there's a few routine things we do throughout the year that have really helped us stay focused. Do you want to speak to those? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, some of the main things is, you know, our desires are to do massive things over the next year, 10 years for the rest of our life. But it's daunting to look at those things. And, you know, tomorrow we're going to come into work and, well, you know, what do you start working on for the first 10 minutes? It's going to get you to where you want to be in 10 years. Um, but EOS, one of the great things about it is it uh, helps you look at where you want to be at 10 years. And then it specifically looks at three years, one year, and then each quarter for the, the year ahead of you. So really, it helps you break down your big goals all the way down to what do I need to work on today? And so probably the most important aspect of that for us is we do set some annual goals, but so much changes over a year, especially when you're a small growing business. And so probably one of the most important parts of our business are these quarterly meetings that we have between us and our team members setting what we call rocks for the quarter. That's off the principle of, you know, you've got sand and rocks. And if you put the sand in the drawer first, the rocks aren't going to fit in. But if you put the rocks in and then the sand, the smaller tasks, it'll fill it, it'll, it'll all fit in and the smaller tasks will fit around the big tasks. But these 90 day increments, how we look at our year, 
have been extremely helpful for us. There's there's some sort of study around humans. And when you have something you're focused on, there's something about 90 days where you start to lose focus around that amount of time. And so really, we don't think about a year that much. We kind of look at each 90 days as its own year, have goals for that 90 days. And then every week with our team, we review our, our rocks for that 90 days. Um, and then each team member, you know, on a daily basis is setting their own goals for how do we hit our rocks. Um, but it breaks down again. We want to be here in 10 years all the way down to what do I need to be working on today that's going to get us to that 10-year goal? Um, and EOS has been huge for us figuring that out because I don't, you know, I don't know what we'd be doing without it. That's a great system. And I want to learn more about it. Um, one thing that Connor told me, I may get this wrong, but I think is it every week you have your big three. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's one. That, yeah. And that might not be specific to EOS, but that's just sort of been a basic practice that we've been following. Um, I think we actually uh, got it from a planner called the Full Focus Planner. Michael Hyatt. Um, but, I mean, that's just kind of a basic thing, and you don't have to like, have the planner to do it. But a week is a long time, and it's something that I've always felt is a lot of people, you know, think that a week is actually like a month, and they get – you know, just a very few amount of things done where really they could get, you know, three months worth of stuff done in, in a week. And, and so since, since, you know, time management is just always a tough thing and what you do with your time is always tough. If you can just at the beginning of the week set a few, you know, three big things to get done, then if you just hit those each week for 52 weeks in the year, then it, it, it'll be really tough not to hit your goals um, because you can get a lot done in five days. It is an extremely long time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people today, you know, you know, they might, you know, keep the ball moving, do one or two things each week, but a week is, is a very long time. Yeah. And looking at that from a little bit higher level, something we talk about a lot is, you know, since we run our own business, since we control what we do with our time, we have, you know, our goal, we would love to work together for the rest of our lives, keep our partnership going. And, you know, that's fully what we plan on. Um, but it's like, okay, until we're, you know, until the end of our life, we've got, we've got however much time we want to spend on work, just a massive amount of time. And we feel, we feel a huge responsibility for how well are we going to use that time. Um, and so our goal is just, you know, pack as much as we can into that time, be extremely intentional with our time, planning it out. Um, but we just feel the responsibility. We have our whole life. We, you know, we want to get to our end of our lives and feel like we impacted people. We were able to grow something um, and do good. And so all that breaks down into, well, we need to set some good goals for this week. we got to use our time well, and we need to set good, consistent habits that are going to last the rest of our lives so that we can get to the end and, you know, feel like we, you know, made a good impact. So, yeah. And, and get to the end and know that you've been a faithful steward of, of what God has given you. And I think it's cool that you guys are, are you've been with each other at least for our age, so long at this point, you'd probably know each other's strengths and weaknesses and can leverage that. Um, and, and really, you know, iron sharpens iron, which I, I love to see uh, from from both of you. You mentioned something about like habits and, and routines. Um, I would love to hear what some of those look like for each of you, whether that's from a business perspective or just in your personal life or a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say that one thing that, that I just love, uh, love advocating for <laughs> in, in the habit routine realm of things is 
I, I just love keeping my life as simple as I can. And it, it, it's so easy to, to fill it up with distractions. You know, there's just so many of them. And so honestly, on a day-to-day -day basis, like doing, you know, waking up at the same time every day, doing the same morning routine that has six items and, you know, just keeping, keeping a set agenda. I actually really struggle with doing that. And, um, I try to be as disciplined as I can be, but in the end, it's very tough for me to be disciplined in a lot of things. And so one thing that I really try and, and do to kind of offset that weakness is if I can just keep my life like simple and direct all my energy into things that I think really matter, you know, family, my wife, friends, business, spiritual life, if it's, if it's not in those categories, then I really try to eliminate it. Um, unless it's like really helping me get to become a better version of myself. And so, yes, I sort of, um, and, and I know you're, you're this way, Hampton, uh, <laughs> you and I can, can be weird in a lot of ways. You know, I know you eat the same thing for lunch every day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, if, if there's any, just any way that I can simplify my life, I just love to to get those decisions and have them already decided for me and not have to make so many decisions each day that are really not that important. Um, and so I, I personally just love kind of living that way. Um, and it, it is tough for me to have like set routines and habits on a day-to-day -day basis. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's great. Just keeping it simple. We are just, diving into anxious thoughts. If we roll, roll out of bed and just start scrolling on our phones or do that right before bed or have no sort of like intention or purpose behind our days. I said this before, but like, you're not just going to drift to your desired destination. It's not going to happen on accident. And so you live very intentionally. Um, and banks, before we get to you, Connor was the one that actually told me to watch the minimalism documentary on Netflix. I don't know how well I've implemented that, but I definitely have gotten rid of donated um, an enormous amount of things uh, from that. But are you still kind of riding on the minimalist train somewhat? I'm, I'm definitely not near what they are in that movie, but all the same principles I just firmly believe in. I mean, you can make your life so distracted and, you can, you can put 10 errands or to-do lists on your to-do lists or, you know, agenda each day that actually don't do anything for you. And it's way better if you just eliminate those because they, they mean nothing really. And so, you know, instead of just filling your bucket with a lot of things, filling your time, you know, it's really easy to do that. But yeah, at the end of the day, I, I try to be very particular about what my energy goes into each day. Yeah. And I think that might be something maybe we come back and talk to about business is a principle. We really try to work into our business simplicity um, because things get complex so quick and it makes it so tough to focus. So I love that. Yes. Keep it simple. Um, <laughs> the only downside to this is when Connor and I text, we send like one, I'll send a text and he responds the next day. And then I respond the next day. Cause we're like kind of disciplined about being on our phones. So sometimes we're, it takes us forever to like get a message across. But anyways, I love simplicity in business too. Banks, what what, is, what do your habits look like? I know you were jumping on the chicken rice broccoli train, at least for a time period. Yes. I don't know if we're still there though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty consistent on my breakfast and lunches, but 
I will say we've had a busy work season and unfortunately health and fitness have, have fallen off the edge of the plate of my life. Um, but we'll get back there. Maybe that'll be a 2023 uh, goal. But I'd say, I think one of the, what I've realized is one of the biggest contributors contributors for me to have a successful day or week. Um, for me, I, I love the mornings, um, waking up early, like I mentioned, Connor and I in eighth grade, flying our drones, at, flying his drone at sunrise in the morning. But I, I naturally am just kind of dead by like 9 p.m. at night. Not not very useful, but in the mornings is by far my best energy. And so over the past few months, I've really been working to maximize that time. I realized, okay, from whenever I wake up until mid-morning, that is my prime time to, to get the hardest things done. Um, and so I've really tried to value a consistent morning routine, consistent time to wake up. Um, and really just to get the hardest tasks done that I have on my plate done, you know, by, by mid morning if possible. But I would say that for, for habits and routines, that morning time for me is by far, by far the most important doing the same things. Um, and a few, a few key points of that is, um, uh, I've recently been not using my phone on a normal weekday, not using my phone for the first two to three hours after I wake up, I just leave it where it's charging. Um, and we'll get, you know, have time in the morning without, without my phone. Um, but then also I've been going on a walk right when I wake up just immediately, um, just early in the morning, just to, to think about the day, to pray about the day, um, just before I get on the computer, do anything. Um, and the last thing is just trying to, you know, we talked about our, our goals, like our big threes for the week, um, or even for the day and trying to get, you know, one or two of those done by mid morning and just feeling like you're a little bit ahead of the day has been super important, um, for us. Man. I love that. If you ever see Banks walking in his boxers early in the morning because he goes straight out of bed, just know it's his routine, okay? Yeah, uh, do it. No, but he and uh, Connor both live in Florida in the Santa Rosa Beach area and have two beautiful homes there and live right down the road from each other and are both married and have spouses that are friends. Like, it's just, I mean, it's really cool to watch you two and just see how you've been a good steward of, of your life and kept your friendship and partnership going. And now you're, you are like doing life t together, which is just awesome. And even a quick story that I have experiencing this is I was visiting Connor's house one time and he was holding two phones in his hand. And I was like, all right, bro, like what's going on? He's like, oh, Banks is on vacation. I've got his phone. He didn't want to be distracted, which I was just like, that's a good partner right there. I mean, what, what was, what was the background behind that? Ooh. Uh, we were in the middle of a really busy season with work and with one of our businesses, my phone, it kind of become the, the contact phone, which we should have foreseen that happening and, you know, avoided that. Um, but this was honestly initiated by Connor. I wouldn't have thought about this and I don't know if I would have been willing to approach him about it because it was a huge, you know, just a huge undertaking, but had a vacation planned for a week that he just said, you know, you're going to, this is going to be the most effective vacation if you cannot be distracted, not be involved with anything work related because I was probably still planning on working like in the afternoons or in the mornings. But he said, you should just completely take off. If you're willing, you know, let me just have your phone for the week. I'll handle any business stuff. I'll forward any personal stuff to you if you need it. Um, and yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't know what your experience was like for that week, but it was, it was a crazy experience for me. I mean, even just the first day waking up and like, I, I did have a little burner phone, I guess you could say, but it just had no apps on it. It had nothing. Um, and so it was, it was huge for me, but honestly, a huge sacrifice by Connor to take on both of our phones and all the notifications they receive over the course of a week. And for sure, a big part of this is the, some of what we just have in our DNA of working is 
since we both are so passionate about what we're doing and, and, and love it at the end of the day, when we are working, we are just laser like robots getting stuff done. And, and it's just because we love it. And it's, it's working isn't hard for us when we're working on something we love. And so during, during a given work day, you know, it, 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 we have a lot of focus on the work that we're doing and, and trying to be as distracted as, as possible. Um, and then when we're not working, we also try and, and really not work just because we, we know we have plenty of time to work the next day. And, you know, for sure on vacation, it can be times to balance, it can be tough to balance those, but we see a ton of value. And, you know, when you're working, you know, be working and don't be checking your phone and texting friends and doing all these other things like do that later. So when you're working, you know, work, but then when you're not working, don't work because we have plenty of time to work. And, and then on a vacation, you know, that's where it's extra valuable because you don't get vacations all the time. And those can be very valuable to recharge mentally so that you're even more refreshed to be the best version of yourself when you get back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's super important to, to work hard when you're at work and then to, to shut down when you're not. And I know that can probably be a challenge for all of us, but um, unless there's anything, any other final points that you all wanted to make, I did want to end on that subject of, um, of family, of marriage. Like guys, these, these guys are 25 years old. I am too. We've both been married for a few years each and trying to figure out along the way, but we all would, um, definitely agree that like outside of our relationships with God, like our relationships with our spouses are like our, our ultimate calling, like to, to really like nurture those well. But as an entrepreneur that has probably emails and texts and everything coming in all the time, what does it look like to really shut down for you too? I, I, I don't know if you lay awake with your head spinning or just for serial entrepreneurs like you guys, I just, I, I, I wonder, wonder what that looks like. I, I think the first thing that has to be said is our wives are extremely gracious towards us and extremely understanding because it takes a toll. Our work takes a, a huge toll on us and then ultimately means it takes a toll on them. And so um, they're a huge encouragement to us, but also extremely gracious because to, to build a business, and we talk about this a lot, you just have to jump on opportunities as quick as you can and make whatever sacrifices just to get, you know, ju just to grow and get to the next step. And so that's the first thing is more than anything, they've been extremely gracious to us and extremely encouraging. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, the, the mental energy that it takes for us to make so many decisions and be forecasting what the future is going to look like and planning for it can, I mean, it, it can be extremely tough to just turn that off at the end of the workday. And, and I mean, they've often felt the, you know, they're not the ones having to think through it all themselves, but it totally affects us, which then affects them. And so, I mean, from both of us and our wives, it's really a full team effort. And they know that we are each day trying to do something a lot bigger than ourselves. And ultimately this is our calling from God. And this is what we, we want to pour our passion into. And so they know the reason why we're working so hard and that it's, you know, it's not for ourselves and, um, and not just for, um, you know, temporary pleasures or success and they come from it, but they, at the end of the day, you know, know our reason for doing it being much bigger than ourselves to try and impact others. And so it's very key for them to know that, um, because we do work really hard, but also, yeah, I mean, for sure. And, and all that we have going on, life is extremely short. And so no matter what your job is, you know, entrepreneur or not, 
I mean, you know, you still have, have always got to make sure the top priorities are where they need to be um, because those are ultimately, you know, people are far more important than getting things done. And so we often have to remind ourselves of that. And, you know, we still have a lot of work to do to get better at that. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. And you said it, Connor, life is extremely short. And speaking of that, in 10 years from now, it'll probably feel like a few days. And I cannot wait to go back and watch this and see where our journeys have gone. We might have a little more facial hair by then. Who knows? But um, Connor and Banks, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm going to put links to their websites and Instagrams and everything. You can get lost in a deep sea of their videos if you really start watching. So check these two guys out. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Yeah, Hampton, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Hampton. It's time for you and me to wake up and lead. lead.